So I'm sitting in my office. I've got kids home, teenagers home. I have all teenagers now. My husband's working from home, the two dogs. And I'm looking at Brooke and she's sitting in her daughter's bedroom at her lake house where they're living the summer because they sold their house. Didn't have anywhere to live in Kansas City. Welcome to the Big Ass Podcast. Where no ask is ever too big. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it. We know that all asks come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. Okay, we're, we're recording. It's recording. We are live in our brand new studio. We, just for our viewers and our listeners, we had been using Riverside, which we liked, but we're thinking about doing some more live streaming once we get our lives back together after a wild summer. And so we're we're uh, we're we're Streamyard. Yeah, which we so are in Streamyard. I, I mean, I'm I like the it. way it looks. I used it mm-hmm. on another podcast, and it was good. So welcome to the Big Ass Podcast. We back. We back summer edition. <laughs> summer edition. So I'm sitting in my office. I've got kids home, teenagers home. I have all teenagers now. My husband's working from home, the two dogs. And I'm looking at Brooke and she's sitting in her daughter's bedroom at her lake house where they're living the summer because they sold their house, didn't have anywhere to live in Kansas City. Uh-huh. Yeah. So here I am in the bedroom. It's very glorious. And, you know, this summer was a huge adjustment for me because we we're like, we're going to go live at our lake house, like at the Ozarks, and we're not going to buy a house in Lenexa right now. There's been so many changes, but it's been really good. We've all adjusted very much, very well as a family, enjoyed being outside. And this is actually the slowest summer I've had in years because there's nothing to do, right? <laughs> there's right. not much to do. So it's been it's been pretty awesome, but we've we've there's a lot of changes happening in Brooks' world that I will share definitely on the next episode. Maybe. <laughs> How has your summer been going? Oh, good. Well, I have to tell you, a big pivot like that is such a great experience for your kids. Honestly, like they will always remember the summer and they're going to think back and be like, look at the summer we lived at the lake and how I guarantee you, they will remember how much fun it was, how relaxing it was. The summer's here. I mean, they're all the same, right? I mean, it's just sports, 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 sports for us and the kids. And that's what we do. I posted on my Instagram last night that Jack had his 70th baseball game, last game of the season. Like that's wow. how much baseball we've been doing. And that's, wow. I, and I, I should count up how many basketball games Ben's had because it's, that's, that number's out there too. That is just so amazing. 70 baseball games. That has to be like a record or something. Well, that does include fall, spring, you know, into summer. That's this team that he's been on 70. That's still yeah, a lot. That's a lot. So this is the exact reason why Nick will not let Maverick try baseball. Because we have a lake house and he's like, baseball, if Maverick really loves it, which I have this weird feeling he will, he goes, we will never be able to go to the lake because you're, you're, you're actually glued to having to go to all these games during the summer. Yes. You know, have you seen the, uh, the Jerry Maguire meme about summer sports with baseball or whatever? And he's like, it's the one where him and they're in the locker room with Cuba Gooding Jr. And he's like, we don't know what it's like to be me. (laughs) 
I am here for you. Oh, no. Going off about how I have to get up in early in the morning. It's all day. It's life sucking. <laughs> and that's what I have to tell you. Living at the lake has been so nice. Like we all, except for my husband, because he's still working his, you know, a real job. But we all wake up when we want to. We have a very, very slow morning. Sometimes I have a mimosa and go sit on the porch and listen to all the nature sounds. And I do a morning walk. And my hope is, is that my kids remember how present mom was this summer. Yeah. Because, yeah, because when you're running around and doing sports and doing all the things and then trying to be an entrepreneur, which we're going to talk about today, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. Well, and I remember my childhood memories are literally of getting up, riding my bike to swimming lessons, going, popping in to see my dad at the bank, riding my bike home, hanging out with my mom, having some lunch, going back up to the pool, like, we literally just had this, like, it was a total 1980s. Occasionally, my brothers would have a baseball game in the evenings, but that would be one or two nights a week, max, one yeah. game. No tournaments. None of these crazy, yeah. you know, Friday through Sunday nonsense. If you and I could be, like, teleported back to the 80s and 90s, I think that's where we would live and stay. I really oh, do I believe that. I said, I said, would you, would you, have you ever thought about what it would be like to be your age right now in the 90s? And he's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, I actually think it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty great. I'm like, totally would be. <laughs> it would. It would. We went, so my kids and I, there's this animal shelter down here. And it's it's fueled financially through a thrift store. So we walked through this thrift store a couple of days ago. And there was a rotary, diary, dire fo- a rotary dial phone sitting on the table. Uh-huh. And both of my kids were like, what is that? And I'm like, that's what we had to use to call back in the 80s. Do you yeah. remember like the rotary dial phones? Like oh, they yeah. don't even, they'll never know what pagers were. They'll never know those kind of things. And that was just such a good, simple time. We, we've played this game with our kids where Scott and I were like, what is a floppy disk? <laughs> what is, what is be, be kind, rewind me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, what is a rotary phone? They, they don't know. No, they don't know. What are MC Hammer pants that connect in the middle with the button? Like those are my favorite things. What are the see-through those were phones? So unflattering. But I just love them. Were the crotch was at the knees? Oh, the crotch was at the knees, and they buttoned in the middle, and you could open them up and have like huge pockets. I just yeah. love those. I like the Z Cavaricis better. Oh, they I were did a little too. more fitted. And I would. I got my first pair of Z Cavaricis at merry-go-round. And do you remember how like? awful those salespeople were like they would attack your ass the second you walked so in that was a for us that was the buckle oh the we buckle. used to play a game if you can walk to the back of the buckle and touch the back wall and walk out without getting uh, attacked to buy some shit uh-huh. like uh-huh. yeah the 80s sales ta- sales tactics were not great oh they were aggressive like they were on you like you were just like a piece of meat i mean it was crazy do you remember 579 oh yeah uh, that's when like malls were like a big thing and you would like, your mom would drop you off. My mom did this anyway. And I would just walk the mall for five hours and look at the cute boys and stuff like that. You know, it was like, like safe back pizza, then. Go get an orange oh, yeah. Julius. Well, I was telling my boys the other day, I was like, you guys should bring back mixtapes. And they're like, well, I could just, I can just send a, um, a playlist. I'm like, well, what if you actually put the playlist on like a little drive or something? Because mm-hmm. then it's just, it, again, they get it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to listen to this. But if you just drop someone a playlist, it's like, I feel like it's nothing. But if someone made you a mixtape, that was gold. It was gold. 
I can remember actually too, like the sound of the rewind, you know, of what it sounded like when you're rewinding it in your car. Still recording. Oh, we both. Oh, are we frozen. here? Yeah. You were frozen for a I moment think, there. I think we were just both abducted by aliens. We were in the eighties. We back to the eighties for a minute. Mm-hmm. Aliens are coming. Have you heard, have you seen this stuff speaking? We're going to start doing this thing called headlines where we're going to bring up one kooky story. Did you see kooky story in Vegas about the guy, the people who saw the, the, the UFO and then they, a bunch of people saw something drop from the sky. And right at that point in time, people were calling in being like, there's some weird eight foot creature in our backyard. And the police who came were like, just as freaked out. Cause they saw the thing fall out of the sky. Well, you know, as a conspiracy theorist, we've been knowing about the aliens coming into awareness for a while now. Like this well, now is they, this now is now they've released all that all the you know, military tapes. We're, they are here. They're prepping. They're they're giving clues that, like, don't be shocked. Right. If right. I look out my window and see like an alien swimming in the pool. Right. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel about all this stuff. Like, I feel like everything is planned and brought into our awareness when it's convenient for a purpose. So we'll see how the alien plays out. (laughs) Hopefully they're cool and they're not like human eating aliens, that they're going to be here to like help us. Maybe they can teleport us back to the 80s where we want to go, you know, where like life was so much more simpler. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Okay. So let's, you know, now that we've just gotten all this uh, nonsense catching up out of the way, let's talk about the real shit, which is being an entrepreneur, working a business, having kids, summer, crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And we've, we've been going at two different speeds this summer because you mm-hmm. like slow down. I mean, you've still been working, but you've been at this like more chill pace with, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you, and you were so intentional about that. I have been on in the hamster wheel the entire month of June. Yeah. You have been so incredibly busy. It's been so fun watching you because you're in your element. Like this is what you're born to do. There's no doubt about it. Seeing you on stage and it's a natural thing for you, which is such a gift, you know? So it's fun to watch you. Like I'm, as I'm sitting on the porch drinking my mimosa, having a chill moment, I'm watching you just like be on fire on stage. You know what I mean? Which is a lot of fun. But you know, when I decided to, we decided to move down here, I had a very unintentional conversation with my husband and I was like, you know, look, I have been an overachiever, a hustler my entire life. And it is something I work on all the time just because I, it, I, it tends to lead to burnout, right? If you really yeah. aren't following the joy and love in your business. And I said, this summer, I really want to take many step backs, go step back and go inward and really be present for the kids because the reality is he's working all day. So it is on me and there's water and they're little and I, I need to be present, you know? Right. And he said, and he said, great, just work at your own pace. If you want to work at all you know, and enjoy the summer. And I, so the last, the first five weeks of us being down here, I hardly worked at all. And it was like, so amazing. Yeah. 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 And it's really so a hard fire. thing to do for someone like you. That's it's a hard been, thing to do. It's been so hard, but I had to consciously on a daily basis work on that because that's what I wanted to commit to. And what's really cool is when you can allow your space that time with zero guilt and beating yourself up and giving yourself grace, you'll be amazed at, and this has been my experience, that it lights the fire in your belly again. Like you get excited, the inspiration comes, you're reignited. And so if you're a woman entrepreneur right now and you're listening to this and you're a mom and you're a wife and you're having all these roles and you really wanna take some time and space, I could encourage you to do it. Like I really do encourage you 
to surrender to it and allow yourself to just lean into it and do it because I, you, you will get it relit again. You will be inspired again if it's truly your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> what's been interesting for me is, you know, it's been a whirlwind. I literally, <laughs> what, I, I think I was home like out of 14 days, I was on the road, nine of them. So wow. just traveling from event to event. And then Scott and I, you know, did some fun. We went to Morgan Wallen, which I know you're going next week. We'll have to, we'll have to close out the show talking a little bit about our, our guy, Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, but now I've been back and I kind of had this like feeling like, oh, it's going to really slow down. But I haven't this whole week. I've been in my office working, doing different things, but then it's going to like, it will start slowing down. July is pretty slow for me. I have um, a couple events at the end of the month. But here's what happens to me, and I'm sure that you can relate to this, and you can maybe you can just even coach me because I'm sure I'm not the only one that is having this. But I almost it's very easy for me when I'm not busy to really struggle struggle with imposter syndrome of like, okay, well that was a good ride, but that's not who you are. Like that was good, but if you were really good, you would be busy all the time. If you know, who are you to think that you could? do this all the time. I mean, it, it like when the train stops, the, the travel and all the ex excitement of being on stages, being in front of people, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, then it goes, I mean, cause it's like a roller coaster. It's like literally a high or a low, like there's really no in between. Um, it's, it's, a, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. yeah. I think the way to reframe that, and if you look at like some of these top speakers, like some of the people that do what you do, right? They have to have downtime. They have to go be able to go inward and recharge. Like you can't be go, go, go like that. And so I think that's the thing is you have a season in your life where it's super, super busy. And then you have to have the season of life where it's like, you need to recharge. And it's right. mentally where we have to just say, this is okay. Like, it's okay for me to do this. And when you can do this, cause I've been through these seasons with you. We've talked about this a lot. And it's like, will you finally allow yourself to be chill and calm, all of a sudden, Tara, you get started getting all these bookings. You start getting all this, like, it yeah. comes out of nowhere because you've allowed yourself to recharge in yeah. a lot of ways, you know, like, well, and I think that, you know, I mean, not that I, we, we try not to compare, but we do, right. We look around and kind of see what everyone else is doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, one thing for me, and just as a, as a female entrepreneur and anyone who's listening that has kids, like, it's okay to, to one, work and and have kids and put yourself first and say hey I want to do things but it's also okay to go at a pace where it feels good as a working mom versus feeling like you're missing out and I I think that that's one thing for me you know is I I was so strategic with my career and intentional about you know leaving the corporate world working from home all the stuff to be so present with the kids when they were little and now I'm at this point where I know I'm, I feel like I've, I've got like, I'm driving like a stick shift and I'm like constantly going between the, the clutch and the gas and the brake. Like, it's just because it's like, oh, I could hit gas and go, but then it's like, oh wait, but I don't want to miss out on this. I don't want to miss games. I don't want to miss you know this event. And this year, this summer, I actually have missed a couple things. I missed Jack's birthday, which totally sucked. Now we did talk about it before I took the booking and mm -hmm. it was like, Hey, how do you feel about this? And it was, you know, mom, you should do this. You want to do this. Like, you know, he's like my biggest fan. Um, but that sucked. Like that was really hard. And then I had actually taken another booking before we found out that that was one of the days that he was going to be a junior Olympic. So I'm going to miss one of those days too. And I just have to remind myself, like, it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, as much as I'm proud of Jack, Jack is proud of me. But with all of that, I wouldn't, I don't want to get in a situation where it's like, I miss everything. Mm-hmm. 
you know, which is hard. That's yeah. hard when you're an entrepreneur because so much of it is saying, what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? How do you market yourself? How do you scale the business? How do you know what's up and down? I think it goes back to what you talk about so much is just like giving yourself grace for where you're at in the moment and be, just being mindful of, you know, where you're at and enjoying yeah. it when it's busy and then enjoying those really slow times. You know, what's crazy is, and I'm actually getting ready to write a post about this today, but it was like, what are your, like setting your standards for you and your business? Like, what are you, what are your non-negotiables, right? And for me, like I've been, I've had three companies, three businesses and my business in my thirties, I literally hustled myself to death and I was unemotionally available for my family. And it's one of my biggest regrets I've ever had is like, I don't even remember Maverick a couple of years of his life, really, <laughs> because I just wasn't emotionally connected because I was so focused on creating this business and success, right? And when I stepped into coaching, I set a standard for myself where I was like, I know there's going to be busy seasons in my life. I know there's going to be busy seasons in my business and with my kids, but something I will never do is be un unemotionally available for my kids again and my family right. again. And it's like setting that standard, your bold standard of what your non-negotiables are. And for you, right. what you're so great about is you're so great about communicating with your kids. Like, listen, I do have this gig that I'm gonna go do. It's on your birthday. How do you feel about it? That is emotional connection. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I think it's just setting those standards across the board, like an understanding you're gonna have the busy seasons, but then you also need the recharge seasons and allowing yeah. yourself to do those things. Yeah. And it, it's, a, I think that, you know, you'll never get it figured out. I think it's no. just, a, it's a, it's a flow that you just have to be willing to. Yeah. Um, I remember one time my coach was like, you are water. Yeah. You are water. Like you have to remember that you are water. And that alone to me was like, just visualizing that mm -hmm. was such a beautiful thing because mm -hmm. water flows in the path of least resistance and it flows where it's supposed to. And yeah. to change the flow of water is very, very hard to do. Yeah. And so that for me just was like, it was almost like this release of like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, wow. That is a great way to think about your life. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially like the ebbs and flows of like, sometimes it's a really slow Creek and then other times it's going to be a waterfall. And that, that really did help me. I, I think, especially as a working mom to know that like, there's going to be sometimes that it's crazy and there's going to be other times that, um, it's not, but then, you know, it's really interesting because I know your kids are still younger. How old are they again? Eight, eight and, and 11, eight and 11. And so Ben and Jack are 14 and Ben's almost 16. And what's crazy now is they still need me, but they don't need me. You know, mm -hmm. they, I don't know if that makes sense. They need me yeah. in different ways, but you know, like Ben, who's going to be a sophomore this summer, Scott and I are like, oh my gosh, like it's happening. Like he's on the go. He has a car. He's at the gym. He's at practice. He's with friends. Like every night there's something, you know, we have people, he has his friends over here all the time, which I love, but it's just so crazy how you, like, I just feel like your kids get to an age, especially when they get into high school and everybody will always say this, but it's like they, it's just like the time slips through your fingers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our friends and so that's the thing I have to remind myself of with yeah. work is like, work was going to be there. Work's yeah. going to be there in three years. Work's going to be there in five years. Like this is a really critical time for you to be very intentional again, just like I was when they were little about what you say yes and no to. Yeah. I love that. And I think like so many women, right. We, they try to chase balance 
And my philosophy is balance is such bullshit. (laughs) Like you're never going to find it. I mean, you're sometimes you're going to be 70% family, 30% business. And sometimes you're going to be 30% business and 70% family, whatever. If I I said that properly, I hope I did, but it's, there's never going to be a balance. There's never going to be where you're going to have a 50, 50 scale. And so if you're chasing that, you're going to be just so disappointed and burn yourself out. But understand there's going to be sometimes in the season of giving more to this and giving more to that. But like yeah. for me, it was like, I will never fall below the standard of not being, you know, emotionally available for my family, you know, and yeah. so it's like setting those things. But like Brooke, our friend Brooke, she always says, as the kids get older, it's more emotional. Oh, it totally is. Like they need you more, like your boys probably need you more emotionally than it was physically when they were younger. Right. Whereas I'm still right. in the physical, you know? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I miss that so much though. I do, you know, back to balance. I always um, remind my audiences when we're we're talking about balance is like, if you focus on what's fulfilling and this is for me, really what I've been this, this summer. And like, especially in the month of June of like, yes, it's been so fulfilling to be at the baseball games, to be on the sidelines, you know, to be, I, I, I came into one of Ben's basketball games the other day. And it was just, is that same thing where he found me in the audience he looked at me and he gave me this like, hey, mom, like this, you know, chin up, like smile with an eyebrow raise. And I was just like, oh, my God, like he used to do that when I was little and he still does that. <clears throat> and that's so fulfilling. But when I'm on when I'm at work, that's really fulfilling, too. And, yeah. you know, even what I've realized is I don't hate the travel. I don't mind even the the airplanes and all that kind of stuff, because what I'm doing is so fulfilling. And those two things are not in competition. They really aren't. When, when we do fulfilling things, we focus on what's fulfilling in our life, whether that be relationships, work, hobbies, whatever it is, they don't, they don't compete. Like there literally is no sense of competition. What it really is, is sometimes a sense of is like missing out of you're like, oh my God, well, that's really fulfilling too. I wish I could do both, but it's not mm-hmm. that pull of like, I'm not enough. Yeah. Like I haven't really had that sense this summer at all of like, I'm not enough. It's just been... Um, it's just been exhausting in the fact that it's just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And then you, you know, and then I think that imposter syndrome slips in, especially for work. When for me, if, if you look at like the public speaking circuit and like all the people I were with, like I am, um, I'm like the outcast with someone that has kids at my, at my age, because most people, they can't do the travel and, you know, be gone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get the same thing. I have a lot of coaches that I watch and it's imposter syndrome, right? Like where I'm like, gosh, you know if I take a break, I'm not going to keep up with what I'm doing, you know? Right. And a lot of them don't have kids. And a lot of them are just going gangbusters 24 seven, because that's their life. Like that's where they can do with their life. Right. But for you and I, like family is such a priority. It's, it's, it's fulfilling to us to make right. sure that we are available for our kids, available for our husbands and managing that too, because not for nothing. Like, I don't know about you and my husband requires me to be around too. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has um, some really fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I, do. I think that's right, you know. And so, if you're listening, do a little fulfillment inventory if you're mm-hmm. feeling out of whack and whatever. And if you're doing shit that's not fulfilling, just stop doing it. Like, be yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get this off my plate, whether that, yeah. you know, whatever that might be. And I think that that really does help you create if you're looking for quote unquote balance, it's not going to give you balance, but you're not going to feel the need for it because what you're doing is fulfilling and those things won't be in, in competition. And know that it's okay to say no. Yes. And say it's no. Really, say no. And it's really okay to change your mind. 
you know, yes. it really yeah. is. Like, I think women, we beat ourselves up when we have to say no to something. And the reality is when you could say no to something, it opens up an opportunity for something else. You know, when you stay true to yourself and when you can, you can change your mind and that's okay too. You know, yeah. we beat ourselves up all the time, but say no to the things you don't fulfill you and the things that you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. We were supposed to go out of town this weekend and just see some um, family. We had seen, it was my brother and his family and they had actually just come in a few weekends ago and we got to have a nice long weekend with them. And then there's been a couple things that have come up that maybe would have made this weekend a little stressful, a little like crazy. And so we just decided, we're like, you know what? We're just not going to go. We're just going to stay here. This is the only, get this Brooke. This is the only weekend of the entire summer that we don't have anything going on. The only weekend. And so it was kind of like serendipity. I was like, all this shit happened because we are supposed to be here chilling. I mean, I'm like, we're going to get up and like people are going to be here for breakfast in the morning and we can go out to the pool and hang out. And I mean, it's going to be pretty magical. I'm excited. I I'm wish excited. you were going to be here. Well, you know what? Immediately when my mind comes to just to like speak it is like, I could fulfill your weekend. <laughs> you can come see me. You know? Oh, I know. I'm like, you guys should come yeah. here. I'm well, just so you know, Brooke's best friend call her little Brooke because she literally is like no bigger than a minute. I mean, what she's like, what, do you, what does she weigh? Like 90 pounds. She, I know she weighs five two. That. She's very, she's yeah. very tiny. She's also like the super sexy little woman, you know? I mean, yeah. she's very well put together. And, she mm -hmm. is. I mean, I, I'll go by like walk my dogs by her house and she's out there in like a uh, crop top, half sleeve, yeah. you know, one shoulder mm -hmm. shirt with a lipstick on all her jewelry, like everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how she wakes up. Like yeah. she, we went walking yesterday and she had all these bracelets on and I go, did you sleep in those bracelets? And she goes, no, I put them on this morning. <laughs> to go like walk? That. This is what I love about her. Cause she knows who yeah. she is. She yeah. knows how she feels good. And I do, I just adore, I adore Brooke Griffith. She's just a doll. So I messaged her. Cause I was like, as soon as I found out we weren't leaving, I'm like, Hey girl, what are you doing this weekend? She's like, I'm going to the lake. I was like, of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. Well, you know, the invitation is always open to in your family. We would love to have you down. Actually, Nick was just talking about Scott. I don't know what, what we were talking about, but he's like, man, I do. I'd love to see him, you know? Cause he's like, I really do enjoy hanging out with Scott. And I was like, I know we gotta make it happen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about work. We talked about kids. Let's talk about some fun stuff before we wrap up here. So last, you, well, you know, we're on like the country music circuit. Yep. We saw, uh, Luke which is Combs. a new gig for you. That's a new thing it's, for you, this country thing. Well, we've been in, you know, a couple of years ago, we went to Nashville, started to get into mm -hmm. country. And then last mm -hmm. year we went to Nashville and then we just kind of like totally were like all in hooked on country. We've got a couple theories on why this is one, because most <laughs> other music has just sucked for years now. Like there's just nothing good coming out. And two country has taken a real different turn over the last few years. Mm -hmm. It's not like twangy old school, like it used to be, you know? Mm -mm. So we, we saw Luke Combs, uh, Lainey Wilson, mm -hmm. Riley green, which do you know, Riley green? No. Uh-uh. Oh, girl, uh, this ladies, this is a public service announcement right now. Pick up your Instagram. <laughs> go find, he goes under Riley Duckman because he's like a duck oh. hunter. Just so you know, you prepare to be like, whoa. whoa. Okay. And he's like, he's in his like late thirties, but he's just like this masculine manly man. Oh, what was okay. so funny is I was telling my, my cousin who went to that show. I was like, I know he's just dreamy. She's like, he kind of reminds me of Scott. 
Oh, well, there you go. So I go, look oh, it must be those baby blue eyes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so then we were like, we have to see Morgan Wallen on tour. And if you guys know anything, he took six weeks off. Well, yeah. the first show back was the one that we were going to in um, Rig at Wrigley Field. And then Hardy, Ernest, and Bailey Zimmerman opened up for him. And it was such a great show. Oh, my God, oh my I have to get back. And then Brooke messages me. And she's like, we're going to Morgan Wallen in St. Louis uh -huh. next week. Uh -huh. Next week, yeah, we're going to see him at Bush Stadium, which I'm so excited. And he's like one of my favorite artists right now. I love his music. Love um, he's just, there's something so real about him. And that's what I love about country music is it tells a story, you know? Yes. And it's like, there's a lot like more hip music country and now where it's just, I don't know. I just, I love Morgan Rollins. So I got my t-shirt, my outfit, my boots ordered. What are you wearing? So I found this really cute pink and black uh, t-shirt. It has Wallen at the bottom of it. I'm going to tie oh, I've it. Seen it. And then I've got um, this bright pink skirt and black cow cowgirl boots. Oh my God. That's so fun. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Don't, you don't need to wear a hat just so you know. No, I'm not going to wear a hat. Not although, for a I do need my, although I need to get my hair done because living down at the country, you know, I just, I'd only trust my girl. So. Um, I might have to wear a hat. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Uh, I'm excited. You guys have pretty good seats. Yes, we have good seats and we're driving up. We're going to go to St. Louis. Our friends are meeting us there. Um, some friends from Who's school. Going? My friend, um, our old next door neighbors, they're going okay. with us. Oh my yeah. God. You guys are going to have a freaking blast. It oh, is. I'm so excited. Such a good show. He's, he puts on such a good show and he's just so, he's just so damn fun. Like you just mm -hmm. like hang up and, but there is, there's something very genuine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up in this rural town of, of Kansas and I'm just like yeah. this, he's a Cortland guy. Like he yeah. literally, although I have seen some really funny memes about more. <laughs> like there was one that just had like a borderline tragic picture of him where he had like his mullet and just did not look good. I mean, you know, he was wearing like some like crusty outfit <laughs> and this guy was like, I don't see what all the women are so excited. This Morgan Wallen dude, like go up to your seven 11 and you'll see five dudes who look like <laughs> on any given day. 7-Eleven. Oh, oh my god, that's funny. But then the one like on stage where he's just like in his element and just in a yeah. t-shirt and owning it and like, yes. Yeah. I love it, you know, yeah. because it's, there's just so much authenticity and passion. And, you know, I talk in my keynotes about um, musicians yeah, and how one of the ways that you can really own your authenticity is to think about musicians and like, what if, mm -hmm. uh, what if musicians wrote music to be loved by the masses? Would work. Right. It yeah. wouldn't work. And so, you know, Morgan Wallen's been fairly controversial and he's still mm -hmm. selling out stadiums. Taylor Swift, people either love her or hate her. She mm -hmm. writes her own music and yeah. every Eminem, right? I mean, so yeah. many people either, you don't either like Eminem or you don't like it. There's, there's yeah. no in between. Yeah. And so I think that as women and, you know, as just as humans in general, like we have to live our lives like musicians write music. They write the music that they want to write. Right. And they find their raving fans and there's no need to water yourself down and try to be something you're not. Mm -mm. And when you can step into that authenticity and just be who you are, like it does, it creates these raving fans, like two, you know, oh, yeah. 40, mid 40 year old women talking about Morgan oh, Walton yeah. on a podcast. Oh my God. It's so true though. But I will tell you this, it takes a lot of balls to be yourself. It, it, it takes does. a lot of balls to stand out and stand in your own truth, because the reality is you're not going to be for everyone. And you're going to trigger people and people are going to follow you and people are not going to like you. But the reality is when you can really step into your own and be ballsy and be authentic to yourself, you will have, like you're saying, raving fans. People will love you and it makes room for the people that love you and you can eliminate the others that don't, you know? Yeah. 
it does. And, and, you know, even like with my book, I, I, I was like bored in my hotel, I don't know, just like a few weeks ago. And I was like, I wonder if I've gotten any new book reviews on any of these like channels. So I was just like surfing around. And most, I mean, most people I've, I've really had literally, well now 98% good reviews. Like people just, yeah. you know, write, actually take the time to write in that they like mm -hmm. my book. So this one person wrote in that she just didn't like the book. And you know what? I just was kind of like, well, thank God that somebody doesn't like this damn book. But honestly, it just didn't offend me. It didn't hurt my feelings at all. Cause I was yeah. like, I've sold enough books. And she was like, she actually said, I really wanted to love this book. That's okay. Um, but, I, but I did it. And I was like, okay, well, that means she, she was drawn to it for, for some reason or another, but well, it was just such a great feeling though, to not care. Like I didn't yeah. lose sleep over it. I wasn't yeah. like, oh my God, somebody hates my book. I honestly yeah. was like, well, thank God someone doesn't like this book because that means that I actually wrote it authentically to who that's I am. That's right. That's right. And that's one thing about you. I actually just had a conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago that knows you and I are close. And this is what she said. That woman knows who she is. She Aww. follows you on social media because you're not afraid to post controversial things. You're not afraid to say how you feel about stuff. And she was like, she knows who she is. And it's a rare trait, which is why people love you. That is, that is honest to God, like to the truth, you know? And I think it's really hard. And it takes a lot of balls to be yourself. Yes. You're going to piss people yeah. off, you know? You will. And, okay. and I think, you know, at the heart of it, you just have to know if you're a kind, good person. That's right. And again, you're not going to be for everyone. And here's the thing. There are assholes yep. in this world. Yep. My and friend, Aaron, that um, I've been doing, um, kind of been on the cir speaking circuit with off and on, we were in, we were together in the fall and then we were at the DSA conference together. And she, uh, she talks about her Nana and her keynote. And she's like, she leaves her audience with this quote. She said, Nana always told me it's, it's better to be somebody's shot of whiskey than everybody's cup of tea. I love that. I love that. So true, right? It. It's so yeah. true that we yeah. should end on that. That's so good. All yeah. right. Okay. Here's what we okay. want from you, you listeners. We want to know what do you guys want us to talk about? Like this big ask is for you. We created it for you. By the way, the women's event is on for September yeah. 19th. Um, we're we're going to probably not be promoting that much until August, just because yeah. it's summer. But you can still get your tickets. They're out there. They're available. Um, and it's going to be a kick-ass event yeah i'm so excited for it i am so excited it's actually perfect because it's going to be kids are back in school yes. moms are going to be ready but fulfilled they're going to be ready to like learn and just be lifted up and i can't wait for us to do it together and brooke's going to be back in kansas city i'll be back in casey i can't wait i know I'm excited. i love it well people friends countrymen ladies gentlemen <laughs> humans did i cover everyone i think please so. don't Aliens. cancel us Ali oh, aliens. aliens. Thank God that you remembered uh -huh. the aliens. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. listening to the Big Ask podcast. Uh, we love you. We love that you're here. And uh, every week we're going to be back asking ourselves all the big questions on how to live life, how to live fulfilled, how to have a good time, and uh, how was Morgan Wallen. So stay I tuned. Know. We love you guys. Have an awesome holiday weekend and stay safe. Bye. Bye.